0: Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? If you could stand to your feet, getting ready to praise the name of Jesus, praise and worship
1: Jesus with us this morning. Amen.
0: God, we ask you to help us to be ready that when the trumpets sound, Lord God will be worthy to make heaven our home. We ask your blessing upon the remaining portion of the service this morning. Bless us and keep us, Lord God. Let your hands be upon us in everything that we do, Lord God. Touch our praise singers, oh God. Open our minds and our understanding this morning. Let your anointing fall, oh God, upon us this morning. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church, let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Oh, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. We
2: glorify you,
1: Lord. The Lord is my shepherd; he goes before me. Defender behind me. Defender. More, I won't feel. I'm filled with anointing. Filled with anointing. And I, my cup's overflowing. Joy is refreshing. <laughs> Joy is.
0: Place this morning. Anybody feel like worshiping this morning? Said so anybody feel like worshiping this morning? Somebody lift your hands. You can clap your hands. You can stomp your feet. Whatever you need to do to give the Lord some praise, we want to do it this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! hallelujah Jesus.
0: Truly worthy to be praised, oh God. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah! 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 Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Just worship the Lord as you're seated this morning. Amen. Praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we want to say good morning and praise the Lord to everyone. We welcome everyone this morning. We're so glad to have everyone in the house of God this morning. Indeed, it's a privilege to be alive and well this morning. Amen. He didn't have to let us live this morning, but He made us live. Nothing good that we have deserved. God saw us and He loved us so much and He died for us. He loved us. What what more do we need? We, we, We just need to give our life to God, the time that we're living in. This is not the time for us to play in church. You know, we we, we may be here, we may be invited by someone, and we're honored to have everyone. Our online congregation, we thank you for tuning in this morning, and we pray, God, bless you all this morning. Everyone that is in the house of God this morning, we pray, God, will bless you all this morning. We all have needs in our life. We all have loved ones in our life that we have lost, or we know someone close to us that we have lost. and. Nothing good that we can do to help that person, but because God love and his mercy towards us. We're here this morning. And I'm admonishing all of us here this morning just to hold on to the Lord. You know, tomorrow is not promised to us. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. What's going on right now in the Middle East right now? There's nothing that we can do to stop what's going on. But the Bible tells us that in the last days, there will be wars and rumors of wars. And we are living in the last and closing days where the Bible is fulfilling its promise that we're living in. Israel is at war. What that means to you and what that means to me, we may not know the significance of that. But it's just to tell us that Jesus is coming back again. And we want to be at a place that when he comes... We will be ready to make it in the rapture. Amen. Come on, Brother Tom, with a few announcements.
2: Good morning, church. I want to start off with uh, um, two gentle reminders. The first is is that um, circumstances have changed in our life in terms of us being able to Um, allow home Bible studies to be able to be done. One of the things that um, Christ Center Church has done is it's invested in some online software to allow home Bible studies to be offered by Zoom. So if that's something that you've been thinking about and you have some concern about whether or not you can do something in person, um, we have the software to be able to make that happen. So uh, Brother Henry, who is the Minister of Discipleship, is ready to receive a call from you, as am I. I do a lot of things with him in that. And so either one of us are ready to receive you, to be able to do some home Bible studies for you or someone that you think might be interested. The second is, is to share with you this. Um, six of us received one of these this past Thursday. This is a, um, a graduation cap um, tassel. It goes along with tho- those who are graduating from four years of dedicated study in CSTI. Christian Service Training Institute is a college that's out in California. We've been doing a virtual um, online uh, study for the past four years. Uh, we are a satellite facility. Uh, we have very close connect to the, the pastor who founded this particular um Uh, Ministry, as well as the pastor of the church, there. And we would love to have more students to be able to join us. There's uh, still others who have not um, completed their four years, and they're going to carry on. And we'd love for you to be involved. There's no special requirements that are needed except for a love to know more about the Lord, to be able to have a stronger and deeper relationship with the Lord. And we would love to be able to hear from you. Reach out to me, I'll be glad to share with you how CSTI works. The audio um, seminar that we do on the third Sunday is, in fact, going to take place today. Uh, Pastor's going to share with you. There's a whole bunch of things happening today. Uh, but Brother Scarlet is going to continue on with that. 145 virtual meeting, all those that are involved with the music seminar. Um, and it starts at 1:45. The kids were out yesterday. We did evangelism. The adults went out at 930, and the kids went out at 12 o'clock. They have a special event coming in a week. They're doing a picnic at Mercer County Park, and so they went out, and they went out into the neighborhoods, and they shared what they're doing. Um, They evangelized their event. I talked with uh, Brother Hasker uh, yesterday afternoon, and he was so excited about how that went. The kids really did a marvelous job um, sharing Jesus uh, with all the people that they came across, and they invited other youth to be able to join them there. Um, That was fun. The next outreach opportunity is going to be on Saturday, the 29th. That's at 9.30. And then um, I, I announced a couple weeks ago that the men's ministry is getting ready for their next event. Uh, that will be in Prospect Park. So all the men will get together from all over the district. That will be on June the 5th. That's just a, a few weeks away. Um, and amazing. June's right around the corner. And uh, that's from 11 to 1 in Prospect Park. A reminder again that our picnic will be outside at Veterans Park. The governor has loosened up a few things, and we are absolutely going to have our annual event. We love having that event. And so that will be on the 31st of July. And one final oh, – actually, two, actually uh, – reminders. The, the first is, is that our diversity director, um, Brother Scarlett, he's the diversity director for the, um, uh, the, 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 the district, excuse me, and uh, we had a, an event um, a year ago. Are you, you going to share that with, with everybody? Okay, maybe. Okay, I'm gonna not, not going to step on. He has some amazing numbers to share with you. Um, but please put this on your calendar. Those of you that put uh, dates and stuff in your phone, uh, please put in October the 17th in your, on your calendar. That is All Nations Sunday. He's going to tell you a little bit about what's taking place with All Nations Sunday. And then finally, those of you that uh, didn't get an opportunity to be involved in Move the Mission, this is the, hash- the, uh, um, the hashtag thing that goes along with being able to make a contribution called Move the Mission. And um, if you are interested to make a donation for the, for the kids, uh, their She's for Christ offering for the year, um, please see one of us. Have a great day.
0: Church, let's just praise the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Amen uh approximately two years ago we we had to make some drastic change with our pandemic that we 're currently having and um that that had changed you know just about everyone 's life the way we do things unfortunately we 're not able to do things the way we are accustomed to do things so to so to speak so we have to make you know a lot of tweaking a lot of adjustments so forth so on um we We had um one service um where we used to have a ten thirty service. Um, we pretty much were packed up in this uh little firehouse that we room that we uh utilized in fact, I was looking on some tapes that we had a few years ago, and we we had this place probably close tightly fitted close to a hundred people fitted inside there and uh God on the Sabbath no oh, we did it, but we did it <laughs> you know but i i 'm i 'm saying this to say that um because of the pandemic, we, we now have to change and have two services, one 9 a.m. service and one 10.30 service just to accommodate all our family. And to this point, all our families are not able to come out and worship the Lord the way they want to because of the spacing that we have. We 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 have a, a online congregation that's been growing by the moment every second it's been growing an online congregation we thank you for hanging there with us so i'm i'm saying this to say that you know we we, we need a bigger building where we can fit everyone securely safely social distant and, and able to worship God where we can have a little bit of elbow room so to speak you know you want to know if you if you if the music hits you and you want to you know, you want to move your legs, or you want to go to the left or to the right. You're not stepping on anybody's toes. Are you with me, church? Amen. Amen. So you, you want a little wiggle room, so if you please. So we're trying to get a building, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying and, and, and hoping that all of us will be able to, you know, continue to invest to the cause. Amen. Amen. I, as I said amen this morning in our 9 a.m. service, that um you know I, I, you know our organization is a great organization you know it's been around for you know for a very, very long time, and um, you know I happen to be in the organization for a very, 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 very long time um before i was elected to be in the position that I'm, I'm in as the uh the mcm director coordinator which is the multicultural coordinator in our district north central jersey district um 2019 um i wasn't a part of it at that point um but out of you know out of you know 57 uh You know cities and states that contribute to our all nation contribution um our New Jersey or north central Jersey district, we had fall into the fiftieth category in fact we're five zero we are fifty in, in in from all those states out oh, the fifty seven um, uh, uh, states if you please that are involved in in this and since uh, I've been appointed to be um, the coordinator. Of, of, of this uh, great district that we're in um, with our contribution that our church and, of course, with, you know, with our family here contribute towards um, All Nation Sunday this year, we end up being in the 23rd category. That's two or three categories. So you need to give yourself a round of applause for your, con- con- your contribution and for where you are and for where our district is standing. And as I said this morning, our goal this morning or this year when we have our All Nation Sunday, which is, as uh, Brother Tom said early in his uh, announcement, is we have a save the date for All Nation Sunday um if we have to pack this place out, we're going to pack it out. If we have to have a tent on the outside, we're going to get permission and we're going to have a tent on the outside because we want every family, every friend, every member, every neighbor, every little ones. And the little ones, uh, that little baby she looking at me like she I'm ready to be a part of it. So every little one, we want everyone to be a part of what God is doing in our hour. Amen. And um so, you know, be, being, you know, our goal is to be in the top five category, top fifth category. So, you know, we want you to, when that time comes for us to be able to contribute to All Nations Sunday, that everyone can be a, a great contributor and everyone can support the cause. Amen. So the other support now that I'm asking for is our building fund project that we're currently in. You know, we're trying to raise $1.7 million, $2 million if you please, um, that will give us a little cushion to, you know, get the equipment, get the building, so forth, so on. And we're praying that, you know, if you know anyone that wants to be a blessing to, um, you know, I know we, you know, tomorrow is the final day for your tax return. If, if the Lord bless you and you're, uh, you're gonna get a decent tax return back when you file your taxes, you know, you want to be a blessing to the congregation, you know, we will definitely, you know, advise you that. In, in fact, um, the law, so, so, so let me just share a couple of things. A couple of things I'm going to share before I, um, we, we change the service. So th- this week, this week, no, we have a preacher coming this morning. So this week, there's a lot of things happening this week. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm always excited what God is doing. And i, I I'm, I'm, to be honest, church, I would not come up here and mislead you, misguide you, or tell you something that is not true. So um, I I had my pool open this week. So I, I had it open. So I, I um, put my, started up. Then Monday, when my son helped me to open uh, the pool, we, we had it up to 50%. So, hmm, good. Running a little bit. Then uh, I, I started getting little e cups. And I said, that wasn't too good. I called two pool companies and everybody's all booked them. No one is available. So um, I had a feel like my, my pump was going bad. I have a backup pump. I take me two hours, two hours to put on the pump on the pool. I put the backup pump on, Pastor. Didn't budge for nothing. I said, the devil is a liar. That's, that's exactly what I said. The devil is a liar. So you know what I did? I went out and I bought another pump. When I bought another pump, I went back home the evening, spent a, a little lesser time. Um, close to 45 minutes to an hour, I put the new pump on, Brother Daryl. When I put the new pump on, that baby kicking like it was new again. I said, Debra, you ain't going to stop what's going on here. So um get it running, and then, you know, had my additives in there, my chemical thing in there, so it's up and running. And I said, man, um, you know, I checked the temperature this morning, and as we were sharing the past, the temperature this morning was 69 degrees in the pool. So that's a good temperature, you know, you know for what's going to happen, you know. So, but I'm just sharing these things to say that, that we're serving an awesome God. But listen, the only way you can experience God's blessing and God's mercy and the, the things that God offers us is by us being a part of what God is doing. Amen. If you're not being a part of what God is doing, God is not going to bless you. Amen. So we're going to invite you all to stand at this time. Amen. As we um, give, uh, get, uh, get ready to give our offering. Amen. We have a couple baskets that will be here. We have... Um, uh, basket um, to my left, one to the right, will be eventually in a few seconds. Um, and we have for, you know, online giving, if you want to give online, it's uh, www.myccc.faith. And if you want to pay, PayPal is going to be the uh, uh, PayPal at Christ Center Church. You can find us at Christ Center Church. And if you want to give the cash app, it's going to be the dollar sign CCC. Twenty-seven, eleven. So whatever way you want to be a blessing, be a blessing. And we want you to continue to worship the Lord in your giving. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We thank you one more time for your blessings, for your goodness, for your love, for what you're doing in this hour, Lord God. We're so honored, Lord God, to be, oh God, where we are today, Lord God. We ask you to bless every person that is in this place. Oh God, our givers, those who have to give, those who have not likewise make a way. So, Lord God, we can continue to a bless, be a blessing in your kingdom. We ask you to keep us and guide us as we receive this offering this morning. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. So we're going to ask you if you can step out of your seat when it's time you can come up or you can just give your tithes and offering unto the Lord. The Lord bless you in Jesus name. Continue to worship the Lord with us.
3: Amen. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. So wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. To be able to worship the Lord with you. I thank God for his goodness. It's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord today. (laughs) Amen. Madeline? I'm over here. You know, she's my buddy. I'm over here. I know you hear my voice and you're looking, but we're going to dedicate Madeline today. There you go. (laughs) We're going to dedicate her today. See, she's looking so pretty in her white dress. Amen. And so after service, we're going to dedicate her. Also, um, Brother Scarlett, boy, I tell you, you got to have thick skin to be a part of this church, to be in a, you know, (laughs) the inner circle. (laughs) folks. will talk about you. So brother Scarlet's son and his wife, they're over there talking about him. They said he started a, a, a sentence or a subject and never finished. So he told you all, all about the pool, all that he went through with the pool. And he was so excited. He called the devil a liar and all of that stuff. And so his wife and his son said, we've been waiting for the end of the story. Why did you do all of that? So he did all of that because we have one that's going to get baptized today after church. (laughs) So Demetrius is getting baptized today. So when we're done, we'll go baptize him in the pool. (laughs) Man, oh man. Trump, even your wife came over talking to me. I got your back, though. Don't even worry about it. You know, they're over there telling me, you know, I I got my man. That's my man. I got his back. My goodness. Woof. They say, you start sentences and start stuff and never finish it. I'm like, get a man a break. He's trying to communicate a whole lot that's in his head. You know, don't worry. We're going to put them on the spot one day. We're going to give them a thousand things to think about and then let them come up here and try to disseminate and see what they do. Amen. Well, all right. We got a few things that we need to do. Where are all the nurses? Nurses, come on up real quick. I've got a lot to do, so let's get it done before we get into the word of the Lord. Come on, nurses. Let's go real quick. Yes, come on. Hallelujah. Any nurses in here? Uh, Any other nurses? I know I saw Sister Monroe. She probably stepped out for a second. Okay. All right. Nurses, uh, last week was Nurse Appreciation Day, and it was Mother's Day, so I didn't want to bring the two together. So today I wanted to uh, let you know that we appreciate you in this church. We wanted you to come. These, These... Listen, they've been heroes all throughout the pandemic and before the pandemic, okay? But our church have been really, really blessed to have our nurses. We have some that's not here because we have the two services. Some are in the morning service, and then you have those that are here. But we're just really blessed because all of what has transpired, we have talked a lot and figured out how to make you all safe and keep you safe while you're here and it's because of our nurses, not because of any of us. They're, they're professionals. They really are nurses. Um, it's not, you know, back in the day, the church had a church nurse. I'm not sure if that was a real nurse or not, but they say that was a church nurse. Well, these nurses in this church, they're real nurses. <laughs> they're licensed. <laughs> and so we thank God for them. And they have been a blessing to our church. And they make sure that we stay clean and sanitized. They make sure that when you come in the door, you know, um, temperature is checked and Hands are clean, and, you know, they make sure things are clean in here so you're not touching anything that, can, that is contaminated. So we thank God for our nurses, and we want you to know that we really appreciate you, and we celebrate you. And we, this is just a small token just to let you know we appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Let's give our nurses a hand clap. Thank you. Amen. We have some guests with us. Amen. We have some folks that came out for our baby dedication and we are excited about that. Amen. And so we have back to my right Lloyd and Ashley. Amen. Lloyd and Ashley. So of 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 the sharp men, sharp men. I like the I like the mess with Lloyd a lot, you know. First time I met Lloyd, he smelled good. And cuz I like to smell good too, I recognize that right away. So every time I see him I let me smell you. <laughs> I'm secure in who I am. I'm not where I, come here, let me smell you. <laughs> Lord, it's good to see you. You you my buddy, I appreciate you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Jada. Where's Jada? Hey man, Jada. Nice to have you. You are a guest of Mariah? Really? Okay. Are you related to Mariah? No, just a just a guest. Just good friends. All right. Well, Jada, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Glad you can make it. Amen. Hallelujah. And Teresa. Teresa, where's Teresa? Teresa. How are you, Teresa? Teresa's a guest of the Heidi. Amen, and we're glad that you can join us today, Teresa. God bless you. And to all of our guests, we want to say to you, thank you for coming today. You know, um, God has a great sense of humor, but God is also uh, he, he. He does everything uh, intentionally. He, he doesn't just, you know, you know how things just by, with us, yeah, it just happened. With God, nothing just happened. So you're here today, however you got here, even ah, look, she knows getting ready to say something about her, even if it's because. We're getting ready to dedicate Madeline, and you came because you're a part of the family or your friend. Listen, God had this written down, this day written down, how you would come to hear his word today, and it's because of little baby Madeline. And so it was God that got you here, not anyone, not baby Madeline. She, I mean, Yes, we're here for her, but she got you here. And so we thank God for leading you here. I don't want to forget about... Um, um, Michael and Ashley so Michael and Ashley also came for the dedication it's a good thing I spoke to Michael and Ashley I don't have their card but because you know I'm a little, a little nosy you know and I don't like to talk to people Michael and Ashley so I was teasing Michael in the back I said whoa Michael and Michael you're friends and so we have um, Ashley and Michael with us and they came for yes it's Brooke ah Brooke oh ah, Brooke oh Brooke sorry yes so Michael and Brooke All right, Brooke, that's right. So that's Mariah's mom. So you're the lady that we prayed for not long ago. All right, got it now. Woo, nice. Appreciate that. Good good catch. All right, so Michael and Brooke, we thank you for coming as well, and we appreciate you all being here. And I want to say to all of our guests today, if there's anything at all that we can do while you're here, and even when you leave here, if there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask us. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Amen um Teresa you go to Wawa sometime Teresa come on come here let me give you a little Wawa gift card here we go have a seat see how this church is we get guests and I'm trying to take care of my guests they're talking about what about what, what, what about me I tell you I tell you we're we gonna get we gonna get you all together uh all right um Jada where do you go to go get coffee Wawa or some other place where else you go normally? There you go, girl. Come on. There you go, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Ashley, I don't know, you don't drink you're not drinking coffee these days, are you? That's right. So so you go to Wawa. <laughs> I'm I'm sending you to Wawa, Ashley. <laughs> we don't want you having any coffee, all right? <laughs> Amen. All right. I got some Starbucks card, but you know I'm skimpy with the Starbucks card. You got to really be devoted. If you're not devoted, I can't give it up. So if you're devoted, I'll get you a Starbucks card if you really, you know, that that's your thing. Why why are you looking like that, Michael? Are, are you you fine? You good? Okay. You, you try to fix something at the house the other day? Oh no. Okay. Okay. That hurts. I thought, thought you were trying to fix something at the house. Michael and um, Mariah just purchased a home, and so I thought Michael was trying to be Mr. Fixer Man. <laughs> I told my wife when I married her, before I married her, I said, you know I can't fix stuff, right? So she still get mad today they want me to fix stuff. And I don't remind her that I told her that before we got married, that I don't fix stuff, girl. I'll bring somebody in. <laughs> I told her for the very beginning. I'll bring somebody in. I'm not the fixture man. I can't do it. It's not my thing that I invest in, so forgive me. All right. I think I took care of what I need to take care of. Did I take care of everything? Y- yes. What else did I have? I got him. Um Michael and Brooke. Yeah, Michael and Brooke. He didn't, he didn't didn't you didn't hear when I said hello to Michael and Brooke. See my see, nurses don't play, man. They're all over it. <laughs> did you check she must have checked their temperatures? Did she know. <laughs> Amen. Are we ready for the word, Brother Sharp? You ready for the word of God? I know you always ready for the word. All right, well let's stand together. We're getting to the we're we'll getting to the reading of the word of God. And um, you good? I'm good. I'm I got your message. You got my message. I, I got your message. So we good? We good. All right, good. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Mister cameraman, please don't fall asleep behind the camera. I need you to focus. If you're not going to stay focused, you can't stay in the chair. You got it? All right. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, good to see you. All right. Y'all saying, what's wrong with the preacher? Because I'm going to help all of us today. I like helping. And when I know I can help you, I get excited about that. Got my goddaughter with me this morning. She sung up a storm. Didn't she? Sang, goddaughter. Sang. Amen. Whenever she comes home i'm always happy amen that's my girl right there cinderella that's what we call her cindy cinderella that's what i call my god cindy somebody hear me say cindy they might want why you call her cindy cinderella all right genesis chapter six we'll start at verse five genesis chapter six verse number five amen the word of god says and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. First Chronicles 28.9, the word of the Lord says, And thou, Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts, and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Proverbs 23, verse number 7. The word of the Lord says, For as he thinketh in his heart so is he eat and drink saith he to thee but his heart is not with me let us pray and ask god to speak to our hearts and impart to us what he will that we will leave here differently today father we're grateful and we're thankful that you orchestrated this day and lord god it's you while we're here and not anything else Lord God, we want you to have your way for God. What's the most important to us is that we have a right relationship with you and that Lord, we are prepared to spend eternity with you. I pray this morning that no person will leave this place without change, without an encounter, without understanding of your word, without repenting and calling on the name of the Lord. I pray, Father, that the gifts of the Spirit will operate, the power of the Holy Ghost will move, that deliverance will take place, restoration will take place, eyes will be opened, ears will be unstopped. And I pray, Almighty God, that, Lord, you will move upon us. Anoint me as your speaker to speak and touch the hearing of your people to hear. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Someone say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning, going on this afternoon on this thought: Godly thoughts, Godly life. Godly thoughts, Godly life. Mm-hmm. A person can do the things which are perceived as godly, but their life. Can still not be godly. Hmm. They can also do ungodly things. As well as godly deeds. And still may not possess. A godly life. There's a scripture. In the Bible in 2nd Timothy 3. Verse number 5 says. Having a form of godliness. Godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So we can pretend in whatever way we want to pretend. We can show our best behavior so people can see and say, wow. So we know how to get people to perceive us in the right way because we're intelligent creatures. So if I want you to think good of me, Every time I see you, I'm going to do what I need to do to make you think good of me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm good. It just means I'm aware that I'm trying to make you think something of me, whether it's me or not. So we can act. We can say things that are not really in our heart but we can put on. Proverbs says, "For as a man thinketh, so is he." So maybe, just maybe the 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 act that you have demonstrated, the words that you have spoken, maybe just maybe those things are what you're projecting but what's in your heart is really who you are. The power of thought is one point in which man is made in the image of God. Because we can have thoughts. God has designed us that we have Thoughts. That's one point in which we can say we were made in the image of God because God has thoughts. For man's thoughts allow him to have fellowship with God. You, you, you can have thoughts in your mind that can relate to God. And so you can actually have fellowship with God as you think about God. Thoughts are one of the things that make us like God.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. The power of the mind, when rightly exercised upon godly things, are the means for uplifting us to the highest point for which our human nature can attain. Someone who is incarcerated will tell you, Freedom begins in the mind. You may not have been incarcerated, so you may not understand that. But for those that have been incarcerated, freedom begins in the mind because they can't go as they wish. They can't do as they want. But guess what? If their mind is free, then they're free even while they're incarcerated. So freedom starts right there. Which goes back to what we're talking about today. Godly thoughts. Godly life. Can you imagine. If someone had to be. Physically free. To serve God. I teach in a prison. And so I know. How many people have given their life to God. In the prison. Because. Freedom. Doesn't come literally from physical things from what's around you but it starts in the heart. You do not know a man until you know his thoughts. However, God knows every man perfectly. Because God knows his thoughts. <laughs> First Samuel 16 and 7 says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on his height or of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So church, hear me this morning. Let's start here. The God of all creation, the God that judge every one of us and rightly so, the God who will save us. He does not care about what you project. He does not care about what you say. What he cares about is what's in your heart. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't think you can have something godly in your heart, but it never comes out. Don't, don't, don't deceive yourself that way. If it's in your heart, it's going to come out. God looks at the heart. God don't look on the outward appearance. You cannot know a man merely by listening to his words or watching his actions. There's always more in a man that comes out in expression. Body language. Facial expression. And so while sometimes we're communicating, have you ever been in this situation where someone is speaking to you and you're watching their body language? You're watching the inflection of their voice and you're saying, "Eh, you're not straight up here, brother. But I'm not going to challenge you because if you wanted me to know what you really wanted me to know, you would tell me. So why would I challenge you when I can see that clearly you're saying something different than what I can see? Because I watch. How you position yourself. I'm watching your facial expression. I'm watching how you have to pull the words from far. To bring them into the conversation. As opposed to it just flow. So there's a whole lot more to us. Than what we say most of the times. Facial expressions and body languages and so much. Can tell a whole lot about us. Even when we're not saying it. Or actually doing it. All sin is represented as springing up out of and finding expression for lust, which comes from our thoughts. When we do wrong, it was something in our heart. If we're going to be the best version of ourselves, we must know ourselves. And the only way we're going to know ourselves is by constantly examining ourselves. And then seeking God for him to reveal thoughts that are in your heart that you have suppressed. Why is that significant, preacher? Because if God is going to judge us by the thoughts that are in our heart, then if thoughts are in our heart, and they're evil, and they're ungodly, then we need to get God to help us to see what's wrong in our hearts. I can say a lot about this, but I'll just say this real quick and move on. If you really become sincere and genuine about living for God, you become real automatically. Because how you're living your life is God knows everything. So I can't even fake the funk. God knows everything. I got to come clean. So if you really sincerely begin to live for God, you realize I just got to be real. Because God knows. And so if I fool you, that's one thing. But you're not getting me in heaven. If I fool you, that's one thing. You're not judging me. If I fool you, that's one thing. You didn't give me breath. I'm not living and breathing because of you. So I can fool you. And it doesn't matter but I can't fool God. That's who give life. That's who keeps me breathing. That's who uh, uh, have given me the opportunity to spend eternity in heaven. The body is not the man. The body dies, but the man lives on. Can we even know if a man's words are his own? Meaning, did it come from his being, his soul, or is it someone else's words? Words are often used to conceal Words are often used to misrepresent. Words are often used to counterfeit, to provoke fear and hurt. So even man's words does not reveal truly who he is. Mm -hmm. The essence of human character is found in the heart. It is the disposition. It is the heart state which is the true man, the test of human character is to reveal from the the, the innermost part of our being and our heart action is but heart expressions. The heart thought is the true man. Whatever you're thinking in your heart, whatever the thoughts are in your heart, that's your true self. That's the challenge. Because in this day and age, we can disguise a lot of things. In this day, day and age, we, we play a lot of games. In, in this day and age, we're doing so much to put on and to show this and to show that. But church, that doesn't matter if you're talking about a relationship with God. Because God sees the heart. That's what God is looking at. Not the show that you're putting on. Not the dog and pony show. Not in the disguise of look at what we got and what we're doing. Look at us. That's not what God is looking at. God is looking at the real deal. This is what Genesis 6 and 5 was revealing to us. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. The wickedness or evils of man is spurred on by the thoughts of his heart. And so back in Genesis chapter six, verse five, when man was just out of control still today, doing wicked things and evil things, it started in the seat of his heart. And if your heart is defiled and corrupt, your actions will say it. You may not be doing it around the family and friends that you want to respect you you may not be doing it around your neighbors and stuff but you may go someplace else and do it the real you may come out someplace else it might not come out around the people you don't want to know but it's going to come out sooner or later Uh huh. i'm going to help you this morning don't think i'm just trying to point some things out so when i get to the part of helping you you'll say okay i understand this thing fully Satan is working hard at planting ungodly or even compromising thoughts in your heart to alienate you from God, to sabotage your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If Satan can get you to mix godliness with worldliness, he knows that he will cause you to abandon your devotion to God. Church, let me tell you this. God wants devotion from you. He does not want to be divided. He doesn't want you to be divided in how you approach him, in how you have relationship with him. God wants devotion. As I said this morning, People that are married expect devotion. Mm-hmm. Get quiet on me now. People who are married expects devotion. Got a couple people in here that get married soon. You don't want to be married and your spouse not devoted to you. Can I tell you a little secret? If your spouse try as hard as they can, if your spouse become a billionaire, if your spouse become the most loving person on the earth, your spouse could never do for you what God can. But your spouse want devotion. Come on now, help me somebody. I'm going to get to it. Your spouse wants devotion. So how do we think we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ with no devotion? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do we think we're going to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and only when we come to the building where the church meets? That's where we project what we give him. How, how do we expect that when your spouse is saying, I need to come home every night. I need you to be faithful to me. I want you to do everything right according to what's supposed to be done. That's what your spouse is saying. Again, your spouse could never compare. I don't care how hard he or she try. They can't even scratch the surface of what the almighty God can do for you and have done for you. So if your spouse wants devotion, guess what God wants? So sometimes we're thinking that, oh, you know, I do all the, the, the common practical things concerning Christianity. And we think that's suffice. No, Jesus wants devotion. He's devoted to you. You want me to tell you how devoted he is? Even when you were ignoring him, even when you didn't care about him, even when you never visited his house, even when you didn't want to know anything about him, he still was taking care of you. Spouses don't do that. You do your spouse like that and see what happened. Y'all fighting or y'all going to separate or it's going to be a divorce. Jesus didn't do that to you. Even while you was ignoring him, even while you wasn't doing right by him, he was still loving you, still still being devoted to you. Come on, somebody, help me this morning. In in first chronicles twenty eight, nine, David charged his son Solomon, and he said to him, Know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart. Jordan, look at me. Know the God that your daddy serve. Know that God. And when you know him, serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth your heart and understandeth all the imagination of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Listen. When he said serve him, well, first of all, he says to know the Lord. To know the Lord in this text, it means to have intimate knowledge of who he is. Know him, right? Then it says it, when you know him, you need to serve him with a perfect heart. Doesn't mean perfect because every time we see perfect in the Bible, we get scared. That ain't, that ain't possible. No, he's not telling you to be perfect. He's telling you to serve him with all your heart. Devotion again. He wants everything. And so you ought to serve him with your whole heart. Huh? God wants us to be dedicated to him. Because he's dedicated to us. He does not want us to serve him. With a divided heart. <laughs> Listen to this. The secrets of our souls. Are open before God. The secrets of our soul. Are open before God. So whatever secret I have. You have whatever secret we have. It's a secret to us. But it's wide open in front of God. That's the dude. That's the shot caller. He determines whether or not we spend eternity. So why would we even want to conceal something by not saying it, by not bringing it to him, by not allow him to, to, to speak to us about it? Mm-hmm. So your secrets Open it for God, because God searcheth all hearts, even the heart of kings, which to men are unsearchable. We must therefore be sincere, because if we deal deceitfully, God sees it and cannot be imposed upon. We must therefore employ our thoughts and engage them in God's service, because He fully understands all the imagination of the heart, good and bad. Jeremiah chapter 17 says, chapter 17, verse 10, it says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. God says, I search hearts. I try hearts. I am the one investigating your heart. And so that makes me nervous to know the almighty, all powerful, all loving, the God that judges. He says, I search it. You know what that means to me? I better search it first. Some of you moms might be like my wife to my kids. My kids don't like when my wife come in their room. And some of you moms or some of you when you were younger, you didn't want your mom to come in the room. Not dad, mom. Because dad can come in the room and just be like, whatever. Mom come in the room. Why is that right there? And pick that up off the floor. And, and why you don't have yourself put together, and she just go on and on and on and on, And you're just like, "Oh, why did Mom come in my room?"
1: <laughs>
3: y'all, y'all, <laughs> some of y'all can think about those days. Uh-huh. Well, learn from that, because what it really means is, don't let God come in your room. Start picking up that stuff. Start getting that stuff together. Start getting it right. So when God comes, He can say something good about what's in your heart and not tell you, oh, you've got a mess here. Oh, that's wrong over there. Hmm. When we employ our thoughts to engage in the things of God, we will be happy. If we don't, we will be miserable. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Brother Sharp, people read that, and you know what they say? Listen, I'm a preacher that continues to be human. That went over your head?
1: Because
3: some preachers, you know, kind of come before you like they're not human. And so you're going to hear some reality when you hear from me because I'm human just like you. I got to face the same things that you face. Mm -hmm. And so when we read that text, most of us, you know what we like to think? Well, since God is so much different from us. There's certain things he's not expecting us to do because you know what? He's God and he's different from us and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And so you know what? Woo, I'm glad that's how God thinks. Wrong. That's not the perception. When he says, My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, my ways higher than your ways, what he's saying is, You're not like me, but I need you to become like me. That's what that text is letting us know. You're not like me. You're far away from me. But I need you to become like me. Because only righteousness dwells in the heaven. Only holiness dwells in the heaven. Oh, somebody help me today. Only that which is right and that which is pure and that which is holy. Only that kind of stuff dwells in the heaven. So if we're going to spend eternity with him, we're going to have to become like him. Mm -hmm. The ungodly and the godly are urged to forsake their evil thoughts and ways and to return to God. That is, to bring their thoughts and their ways, uh, to concur and comply with God's ways and God's thoughts. We're urged God is letting us know. Yes, we are different from Him in our thoughts, in our ways, but he, he is reaching for us. Uh, he, is, he is trying to get us to understand that we need to become more like him.-hmm mm. If ever man is to dwell with God, man must think as God thinks. If ever man is to, is to, is to dwell with God, he gotta be in unity with God. How can two walk together except they be agreed? If my thoughts run this way and God's thoughts run in the opposite way, uh huh, I cannot have fellowship with God. We like to say, oh, I have a relationship with God. But if I look at your life and I look at the the things that God says in in his word, opposite direction. But nobody can tell you you don't have a relationship. I got my. I hear that. That's people. I've learned when people say I got my relationship. You know what that means? Back off. Leave me alone. I know how to read stuff. Back off. That's really what you're saying. I have my relationship with God because. If you really had a relationship with God, you want to have that conversation. I've knocked on thousands of doors telling them about Jesus over the years. And when I knock on the door of a bona fide, sincere person that want to be a Christian, they want to have a conversation. But the ones that just want to keep being in the way they are and keep doing what they want. Oh, I have my own church. Oh, I have my own religion. Oh, I have my own relationship with God. And they close the door. That's what happens when you when you really get involved. Huh. I was walking the streets yesterday, you know, knocking on doors and talking to people about Jesus. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. So I get among people. So I know what's happening. And when you really have a relationship with God or, or you're really aspiring to have a relationship with God, you want to talk about it. Yeah. But when you want to keep being who you are and live how you want to live, Listen, I got my own relationship with God. Because they know, how are you going to dispute that? And when you try to tell them, well, let's see what the Bible says according to what you're doing and what the Bible says. I don't want, I got. They shut you down. Because that's really what it comes down to. Don't talk to me about God. My thoughts must be conformed to God's thoughts. Or I cannot be like him, nor can I walk with him. Yet he tells me that his thoughts are not my thoughts, but guess what? His ways are not my ways, but if I will just seek him, if I will just obey him, then guess what? My thoughts will leave me and his thoughts will become my thoughts. If I will just seek him, his thoughts can become my thoughts. His ways can become my ways. Church, if we plan on making heaven our home, we must make certain our thoughts are godly. There is no other way to get to heaven. How can we get to heaven and carry earth to heaven with us? You can't bring earth to heaven. Whatever you've got going on down here, you can't take that to heaven with you. And so we are commanded to be godly because the only thing that goes on in heaven is godliness. We must seek the help of the Lord Jesus to assure our heart is filled with godly thoughts. For his thoughts must become our thoughts. His ways must become our ways. Many of us today need a new heart to begin the process of being filled with godly thoughts. Our heart is corrupt, filled with evil. And it's not because something is wrong with you. It's because of the devil and Adam and Eve. So I'm not pointing us out. I'm not trying to make you a spectacle, but I am telling you the truth, that our heart is evil, it's deceitful, it's wicked, it's full of ungodly thoughts. And we need that heart to not be that way. Only the Holy Spirit can create in us a clean heart or give us a new heart. David prayed a prayer, Lord, create me a clean heart. Guess what? Back then the Holy Spirit had not come and dwelt in man, so he was asking God to clean him up. But here is what we need to pray since the Holy Ghost now has come. We need to pray, God, will you give me a new heart? Because this heart that I got, it is a mess. This heart that I got, it is defiled. This heart that I got, it is just filled with evil. And I need a new heart, oh God. Church, this is not a message that you play around with. This is one of those things I'm telling you, God sees your heart. It's the heart condition that's going to determine where you spend eternity. Not your presentation. We keep, we know how to, these days we give the best presentation. Oh my goodness, we can present these days like nobody else's business. We, we can project like nobody else's business. We, we, we can make things look a certain way that they're totally not in this day and age. But guess what? You can go ahead and do that. But if you plan to go to heaven, that's not going to help you. We need God to create in us a new heart. We need a new heart. We need a new heart. Somebody need to tell God, I need a new heart, God. And when you give me a new heart, I need to fill my heart with godly thoughts. I want godly thoughts to flow out of my mind. I want godly thoughts to just project in my actions. I want godliness. I told you, some of you never heard me say this, but over the pandemic time and especially uh, with the police officer that committed murder, the way all that went, you know, I told you, I could not help but to say what I was saying because it's what's in my heart. And remember I told you, it's clear that the policeman uh, created, uh, that he um, murdered the, 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 the guy, I said he murdered him, but because I can't help myself, I went Further to say, but somebody need to tell him about Jesus. I couldn't help but say that. Now, for the emotional people that just let the heart just control them because the heart is deceitful and is wicked. You're like, Pastor, he don't need no saving. He need to die just like that boy died. That's not in my heart. And if that's in your heart, don't get to heaven like that. So if you're going to get to heaven, you're going to have to get that kind of thought in your heart that, you know what? As wrong as he was, and he committed murder, and he needed to go to jail for the rest of his life, somebody need to save him. Somebody need to tell him about Jesus, and hopefully he will hear it and respond and get to heaven. That's, that, that's a sore subject when I talk about it. Because that left a big disdain in our country, the way he murdered that boy. We see all of it, but nobody don't want to say he needs to hear the gospel. But God judges the heart. And I thank God that that's in my heart. I thank God that's in my heart that no matter what wrong goes on, I'm not emotionally just, just control by what's going on in society, but I am controlled by the thoughts of God that is in my heart because I want the thoughts of God that is in my heart to be the things that come out in my behavior. I don't want the evil things that in me. I still got some evil in me. I still got some ungodliness in me. I still got some unrighteousness in me and I need to get it out. And with the help of God, I pray that I get it out, but I pray that I have more of the thoughts of god in me than all the evil that is in me this is why we come to church because if we're smart enough we know we're messed up we're on we we got a lot of evil and ungodliness in us and so hopefully every time we come in the house of the lord and we come together we hear the preaching we worship god and all that good stuff that goes on guess what We get a little bit out this time. A little bit of that evil came out today. A little bit more evil came out. And hopefully one day we will have a clean and pure and holy and righteous heart. That we're living a clean and pure and holy and righteous life. Now I'll say this to you. We cannot control evil thoughts that sometimes come into our mind. There's going to be sometimes evil thoughts are going to come into your mind. We can't control that. They're going to come. But what we can do when evil thoughts come is make sure it don't go into our heart. It's one thing for thoughts to come into your mind. It's a whole different ballgame for it to go into your heart. Because when it go into your heart, it becomes a part of you and now it controls you. When it comes into your mind and you do something about it while it's in your mind, you can get rid of it. You can do something, but when it goes in your heart, oh, you're going to need God. It comes in your mind. You might can handle it. It goes in your heart. You're going to need God. And so when the evil thoughts come into your mind, you got to control that. How do you control that preacher? 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. You notice... None of this. This thoughts of talk about heart. So it's telling you when you get that thought in your mind, that evil thought, that ungodly thought, that unrighteous thought. It says, you know what? You can bring that thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So when you get that thought, you can control it while it's still in your mind. You can do something about it. But if you nurture that thought when it comes into your mind, that's what really happens sometimes. That thought coming to our mind and we start nurturing it. That thought coming to our mind and we start paying attention to it. That thought coming to our mind and we start thinking of how we will feel if we just put it into action. But I'm here to tell you this afternoon uh, that you got to realize When that thought comes into your mind, you can take control over that thought and say, Thought, I command you to leave my mind. I bring you under the captivity of the Lord Jesus Christ that I can live my life without you being in my mind. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. And you can prevent that thought from going into your heart and to start to live in your heart and to start to take up room in your heart. You can bring that thought in control. That's how you need to look at this thing. But our heart got to get right. Godly thoughts, godly life. If we're going to make it to heaven, if we're going to have a right relationship with Jesus Christ, listen. How can two walk together and say they agree? Listen, understand this. Don't be deceived. In our natural life, like-minded people normally have better relationship than if you're not like-minded. So let's not deceive ourselves. Why is it rich people always marry rich people? You ever notice a rich person marry a poor person? How often do you see that? I don't know. It might happen every once in the blue. I don't know. But I'm just saying. Rich people normally marry rich people. One of the reasons is they can relate to one another. Let let, let, let me say, let, let me say Let me say something else. That that y'all can get a ch- well y'all won't get no chuckle out of it but this is a secret an inside joke. Teachers might find it really easy to be with another teacher. Mm-hmm. College students will find it easy to be with another college student. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And so. If you're a Christian, you're crazy if you want to go find somebody that's not a Christian. <laughs> you see how I we, mean, oh man, I, I sometimes look at us and just shake my head and say, we act like we're so smart, and we just, just our actually don't say we're real smart. Because we know that like-minded people, whether you're professors in the in, in college together, teachers together, you know, um, Hollywood together, rich people together, whatever the thing is that binds you together because you're familiar, you normally hook up. And then we get in the church and then we think that it's okay if you believe one way and I believe a different way. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. So what am I trying to say to you? If you're going to have a relationship with God, you're going to get on his terms. Here's the thing. We don't. God is always right. God is always right. And so, you know, two people reasoning. Michael, you and uh, 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 Mariah reasoning. Every once in a while, you'll, you know, you're reasoning. And you might feel strongly that you're right. Mariah feels strongly that she's right. Guess what you try to do? You try to compromise and come to some agreement that worked for you both. That's what you're supposed to do anyway. I know in some relationships, some people are like, oh, I'm going to be right today you in trouble if that's how you feel, <laughs> both woman and man. If you got to win, if you got to be right, you're in trouble. See, I'm giving some marriage counseling here today while I'm going. But if you think you got to be right, yeah. But if you think that we can agree, we can come together and compromise in a way that works for us, then you're on the right track. And so, if 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 we're reasoning together, we know okay, we need to take in consideration both each other's point. But when you go reason with God? He's right. I'm just just helping you out right now. When you go to talk to God, he'll listen to you, but just know he's right. So don't even go to him trying to convince him to do something that you want. He's right and you're not. He can't help it. He's just right. So when you go to God, you're going to have to go with his thoughts. You're going to have to go with his ways because he's right and you're not. Y'all had enough of me. All right, I'm closing. (laughs)
1: This
3: is life-changing stuff. This is life-changing stuff. If you want to keep pretending and be lost, that's on you. But if you'll hear me today and realize that me, starting with me, none of us heart is pure. Starting with me, so you don't walk out of here and say, oh, that pastor thought he was something. No, I'm not something. My heart is not pure. And so the bottom line is I need my heart to be better. You need your heart to be better. And if you walk out of here today and thinking that you doing okay, you're probably going to be in trouble eternally. Because our heart is defiled and corrupt and our heart needs to get right. Right. How many times you find yourself doing something that in the middle of you doing it. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because you didn't deal with the thought that was seated in your heart. You let it stay there. You neglect to deal with it. And now here it comes springing up. And you find yourself doing what that thought is guiding you to do because you never dealt with it. We need to ask God for a new heart. And when he gives you a new heart, you need to fill that new heart with his word so your heart can be filled with the word of God. And that's how we're going to make it into heaven is by having a new heart that the Holy Ghost will make and mold in us and then filling us with the word of God with thoughts that will take us into the spiritual realm. I'm closing here and I finish up with this. When we get a right heart with God, when God give us a new heart, we need to fill it with the Word of God, so we can start to have godly thoughts. But here is where the real challenge comes in, church. You have to delight in the Word of God. You can't just read the Word of God and say, okay, that was good, and when when you got something out of it that fit what you wanted to do, then you're happy about it, but when it goes against what you don't like, I don't like the Word of God, and you don't read your Bible for the next month. Because the day you read it that, it, that you didn't get what you want, you put it down and never picked it back up. No, no. You got to delight yourself in the word of God. Psalms chapter 1, verse number 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but is delight. Yes. The blessed man. Anybody want to be blessed in here? It says, blessed, the blessed man, the blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law that he meditate day and night. That blessed man, because he delights in the word of God, he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's a blessed man or woman. That's a blessed man or woman. So if we're going to get our heart right and we're going to be blessed, guess what? We are going to have to delight in the word of God. We're going to have to enjoy and process and meditate and absorb the word of God. Listen, delighting in the word of God means to meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. Meditating and delighting goes together for whatsoever we enjoy, we think about it and we pursue it. This is why some of those evil thoughts are still in your heart because you enjoy them. Some of you enjoy seeing people hurt. Some of you enjoy revenge. Some of you enjoy some of the activity that's in your heart that you do sometimes. And so that's why they're still there. You know they're wrong, but you enjoy them. And whatever you enjoy, you will pursue. And so what the whatever it is that's in your heart that is ungodly, that is not good, that you're pursuing, you need to say, God, I need to do the reverse in that. I need you in my heart, your word in my heart that I may pursue that. I need to delight in that, that I may pursue that because what's in my heart is not good and I'm enjoying it and that's not good. This is why Paul said the good that I do, I would not. Because because our flesh desire the ungodly things. Our flesh desire things that are not right and we give in to it. Meditate in the Hebrew means to mutter. To read in an undertone way. Uh, For the Orthodox Jew. They speak as they read the scriptures. Meditate and pray. God's word is in their mouth. If we speak to the Lord about the word of God. The word of God will speak to us about the Lord. This is what is meant by abiding in the word of God. As God people. We should prefer God's word over food. As God's people, we should prefer God's word over food. I share that with the evangelism team Saturday, that Jesus says, my meat is to do the will of my father. So Jesus showed us that doing the will of God was more important to him than food itself. The Word of God needs to be more important to us. We need to prefer the Word of God over food, over sleep, over wealth, and even friends. That's hard sayings, but it's the Word of God. And we need to prefer the Word of God over food, over sleep. We need to prefer the Word of God over over friends and over wealth. Solomon said to God, God, well, God said to Solomon, what one thing you need me to give to you for you to be king over my people and lead my people? Solomon asked the word of God. Wisdom coming from above. Word of God. Solomon asked God for wisdom. And the Lord says, man, since you asked for wisdom, wealth will come with it. You see what I'm saying? Like. God is trying to show us something. If you prefer the word of God over everything else, you got everything else. Yes. Yes. But we, we usually just focus on the wrong thing. Prefer the word of God over sleep. That's ridiculous. Prefer the word of God over food. That's ridiculous. Let's stand. Godly thoughts. Godly life. If we don't start with the godly thoughts being in our heart, we will not be able to live a godly life. And the life that you will put on or project around people for them to think that you're something that you're not, that's between you and them because God will have no part in that. God is looking at your heart. God sees the heart. God searches the heart. And so all that you want to think, it's in your heart says that's where it all starts that's the seat and if you're gonna be able to make it into heaven you got to get those thoughts out of your heart your heart is defiled your heart is corrupt your heart have wickedness in it and you need to get that out of your heart if you plan to make heaven your home. home anybody plan to make heaven their home anybody plan to make heaven their home anybody plan to make heaven their home what do i tell you all the time in this church You're not going to come to this church and I just dress up a message for you to make you feel good and you can go home and say, yeah, church was good and your life's still the same. I am going to preach so you can get to heaven. I'm going to preach so you can have the best relationship you can with Christ. That's how I'm going to preach and I'm going to preach like that until God says my time is up because I love you. And I care about what happens to you. And the very best that can happen to you is your relationship with Christ and you spending eternity in heaven. So every time you set foot in this church, you're going to hear something that's going to make your, it's going to challenge you to make your relationship with Christ better. That's what you want. That's what you want. You don't want to leave here feeling good and like, oh, he was a nice guy. If you leave here, you said, man, I couldn't stand him, but your life has changed. I'm good with that. I'm good with that because God called me. You didn't call me, right? And so so, so that's who I try to please. When I walk away from this pulpit today, I don't say, God, did they hear me? I say, God, did I do what you want me to do? Because what happens to you is between you and God. What I do is between me and God. And so I come here to minister the word of God and I try to please him. And however that lands with you, hopefully it lands well. But however it lands with you, that's between you and God. <laughs> however it lands it's between you and God. And I'm going to pray before we get out of here that it land good with you and God. And that as God continue to stir what he has started in you, then your life will continue to be transformed. I'm going to pray for you that God will give you a new heart today and that he will fill your heart with his word that your life will never be the same again. How about we pray together? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to come into your house and to hear what thus saith the Lord. God, you're a mind reader. You know what's in the heart. You know all the defilement, the evil, the ungodliness that's in our heart. And God, I stand before you today and I say, search me, Lord for God I know the things that are in me that can destroy me that if it wasn't for your grace and it wasn't for your love I will already been destroyed but God I know you're not done with me I know there's things that still need to come out of me I know them Lord God and I'm asking you today Lord God if you will root out of my heart Lord God all that is evil all that will defile me, all that is ungodly, all that is worldly. I ask, O oh God, that you will root those things out of my heart. And let the Holy Ghost begin to purify my heart. And let the Holy Ghost begin to cleanse me. And let the Holy Ghost begin to shape and mold within me a new heart, oh God. And let the Word of God will flood my heart and me, O oh God, in me. I pray today in the name of Jesus that you have your way, Lord God, not just in me, but in every person that is under the sound of my voice. That, Lord God, you will create them. A new heart by the power of the Holy Ghost, and that the Word of God, Lord, will begin, oh God, to take root in their heart. The Word of God will begin to permeate in their heart, that it will grow and produce fruit that is meat for the master's use, Lord God. I pray today that you have your way, Lord God, in the heart of every person gathered here today that scattered online virtually. Have your way in their life, Lord God, that they will not be the same again, that there will be a move of God in their spirit, in their life, in their heart. Let it be so, Lord God. Oh, Father, we thank you today. God, we we thank you today for your goodness. Let none leave the same way they came in, but let there be a change. Let there be a change. Let there be deliverance. Let there be salvation. Let there be restoration. Oh, let there be conviction. And oh God, as somebody with call on the name of the Lord, we give you praise and honor for there is none like you, Lord God. There is none like you. There is none like you. We thank you today for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness, and your love. Somebody give the Lord some praise in here. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and thank the Lord today for his goodness. Oh hallelujah We thank you Jesus We thank you Jesus We love you Jesus We honor you Lord Jesus We praise your holy name Lord Jesus Oh God We love you Church I pray that you will let the word of God Challenge you today And let the spirit of God transform you today I love you I pray you have a fantastic rest of your day. God bless you and have a great rest of your day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Those of you that are part of the dedication, I want you to come up and we will get our dedication ceremony on the way. For those of you that want to remain, you can. For those of you that are going to leave, please do so quietly as we start our baby dedication ceremony. Hallelujah. Come on. Bring the baby. Bring my girl.
1: Hallelujah.